you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we're talking about, um, we're looking at the uh, lectionary again, and we're looking at Romans. Um, You know, the lectionary reading is 8, 26 through 39, but we kind of wanted to credence it a little bit for the, you know, safety of this podcast. Um, And we wanted to look at the latter part of that. And so I'll let Zach begin where we're going to begin today. And so Zach, just start. Yeah, we simply wanted to uh, just look at Romans 8 and verses 38 and 39, the very tail end of that. Um, Paul sets this up to simply ask the question of who will separate us from the love of God. He asked that in verse 35, uh, and then he's got everything before that set up to that question. And um, the answer there is just simply in 38 and 39 at the end. He says, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus, our Lord, not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or anything else that is created. And as Matt and I were talking about what, what we wanted to do with this and go with this, that, that verse stuck out to us. So those two verses stuck out to us to answer that larger question of what will separate us from Christ's love. And that, that seems to be a central conversation in our life, in our society, in today's understanding of spirituality is there's something out there, um, spiritual, physical, mental, whatever, that will separate us from, from God, from a higher being, from something. And Paul here, I mean, Paul's talking about it. So this is something, something central in humanity, right? That we keep asking this question of what is it? There's you know, what is it that's going to separate us from God? And yet we learn, we learn from Christ, we learned from, from, from God and throughout scripture that nothing, it's nothing that separates us from God, that God is always with us. And, and with Christ coming, it's that, that very physical manifestation, that, that physical presence of, of, of Christ saying, no, 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 I'm here. Uh, and then when I'm gone, there's this promise of the Holy Spirit, and I'll always be with you. And yet it seems like as people that we're always looking for that one thing, right, that's going to that's gonna break that relationship, that God's going to leave us, we're going to do something, and God's going to forget about us. And yet throughout scripture, it's experience after experience of somebody saying that God's going to leave me, God's left me, uh, I've done something that God won't forgive and yet God's always there, constantly there. And for us as Methodists, uh, that's grace, right? Uh, that's that prevenient grace that God is always with us, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. Um, and yet God's there. So, you know, this is one that is used a lot at funerals um, to talk about um, you know, usually pastors will use it to talk about, like, I know this person went, you know, went to heaven because I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. And, you know, I like that part. And, I, you know, I've used it 
countless times for some of those difficult funerals in regards to dealing with difficult things. Cause I feel like, I mean, I'm definitely like with Paul in this is like, I know I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Um, that doesn't give us full authority to do and, you know, to kind of not be responsible um, and living like Jesus. It's not justification for bad behavior, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, and so like, you know, you, th- you think about like what's going on in our world right now and how people are using their idea of liberty that they can do whatever the hell they want. And like, no, there's a responsibility to take care of our neighbors. And, you know, like you know, we talk about this every week. I mean, it feels like we have to, you know, we want to encourage you. If you're not wearing your stinking mask, just wear your mask, just do the right thing. Because those are those things we do to share love and, and show how we care for our neighbor. And those are important. And I think it's the same thing with this. It's like, we could, this could be used for someone to like, that means I can do whatever I want because nothing's going to separate me from God. God's going to love me. I can, I can be crazy. I can do, you know, I can do bad things. And yet, and, and I would say, I would caution that behavior saying, yes, but understand that there are consequences to our action and how we share love and right. or choose to share love. And I, and I think that that's a thing we have to be careful about this. If we were preaching this um, this week to be aware of like it doesn't give us full authority to do whatever we want we have to live in the way that god has called us to 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 love god and to love our neighbor and i know this is something we say all the time on the podcast but i think even more so today as these conversations are happening in our social discourse of like i have freedoms yes you have freedoms but freedoms come with consequences and 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 issues and, and how we tend to one another well, and responsibility. Um, right. How we tend to our neighbor really matters. Well, and, 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 you know, we talk about God not ever leaving us, but if we just go and do whatever we want and live uh, however we want and take our freedoms and our li- whatever, right? And we take this verse and say, oh, it justifies my, my behavior, whatever I do, because God's not going to leave me. But in reality, God, God's still there but we're getting further and further away. And um, that's, you know, at least as Methodists, as Wesleyans, we can walk away from God. Uh, We believe fully in the human experience that we can walk away from God. And if we use this to justify, I can do what I want. We're moving further, further away from God. God's there. We're you're just going, getting further you're going, away. I'll, I'll use the house metaphor that's con- sometimes right. used in, in, in Methodism is you're going out the back door. And, you know, <laughs> Wesley didn't have the back door in his right. understanding, but like you're going out the back door and you know, you're back out on the porch. Right. You're going out the back door, walking down the alley into a different neighborhood. <laughs> yes. um, for those of you that don't know what that means is that um, in, in Methodist theology, there's this idea of the um, salvation is like a house and that um, you're on the porch and you're waiting there in provenient grace and that, justification happens when you choose to go through the door and sanctified uh, sanctification sanctifying grace happens when you agree to live in in the holiness of god and live um to be like jesus and and that 
um, you know, Wesley talked about that and, and other Methodist theologians have. The one that, that, that tends to for, be forgotten, and, you know, this is definitely, we talked about this a little bit in my seminary, was the back door. <laughs> and then sometimes mm-hmm. you go out the back door. We all do. Um, and, and, and to me, that's where, like, this line for Paul is important. Mm-hmm. that he is convinced like for those of you that don't know paul's story go read the book of acts it's pretty much paul like luke's telling of paul's love like his love for paul like peter gets yeah. pushed aside even though peter was like the man mm-hmm. paul becomes the man later in chapter three of acts and so like go read the book of acts starting at chapter two and move on forward chapter one you don't need it because he doesn't talk about paul he talks about paul <laughs> from t- you know, chapter two on um and so like with that in mind, like Paul had this um, called experience where he was called by God to minister to people outside of, of Judaism. And, and it was totally different from what he had been doing. He was not for, he was not pro-Jesus. Um, uh, he was anti-Jesus. He was not pro anyone to be well, completely that's, honest. Well, that's just you because you just don't like Paul. Um, <laughs> Nobody likes Paul. <laughs> I I'm like pretty Paul. sure if we really get into Paul, Paul didn't like Paul that much. Well, he had his problems, but That's we just all do. Paul loves himself. <laughs> that is very clear. <laughs> oh, my New Testament professor's rolling over in his grave right now. Um, Paul loves Paul. Loves Paul, man. You can't tell me he doesn't. <laughs> you go watch you know, him humble brag. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, he humble brags, but Paul fell in love with Jesus. He's one of those people on fire for Jesus. And you know how those people are. I mean, you were there one time in your life. On Uh, fire, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, to bring this to a close, like, I think the idea of of the hope that is in this whole verse, like, this whole section of scripture for this week, um, can give comfort in those times when we're in doubt of, are we convinced? Are we... um, are we okay? And that, you know, does God still love me? That's a conversation that I've had with a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially in the midst of COVID right now. Like people are like concerned, you know, does God still love me? You know, like things are happening differently. And like, man, you know, I just want you to know that God does love you because nothing can separate us from God's love. God is not going to run away from you. Um, you may run away from God, but God's not going to run away from you. And, um, and, but, and, and also understand that those times you do run away, that God is moving towards you and be aware of those opportunities, that pervenient grace that we've used, you know, that big theological word that we've used, uh, that it's there for you to receive. Well, and I think that's it, right? Is we're always looking, we're always looking for where God's going to be angry or upset with us, or disappointed, right? Um, like, like God is this overarching parent that's just constantly judging every move we make, and yet God is just there with us being there and, and welcoming us back in uh, wherever we are in the house, right? Uh, front porch, living room, kitchen, back door, wherever, right? That it's this constant state of uh, of love and grace of come here, come here. I got you rather than, Oh, you did this wrong. Oh, you did this wrong. And we do in times of crisis, uh, in our lives, we immediately go to that other question of why is this happening? And why is God letting it happen rather than where do we see God here? 
in these moments. And um, it's remembering that that grace abound and, and not, not having to constantly ask that question and reconvince ourselves that God's love is there, but remembering and feeling it's here. This love of this grace, this hope is here now, even when it doesn't seem like it. I think that that's, that's a good question. Like, especially right now with what's going on in our world, asking ourselves, where is God at work in your life? I know that's something we ask quite often, but I think it's, it's a good driving force on being aware of where God is active in your life. Um, or maybe there's some things that you need to work on and that's fine too. Like there are things that we all have to work on um, and being um, present in that moment and, and being aware of where God is at work in your life. And I think that that's a good place to land for today. So for the Bearded Theologians, um, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.